thank you so much everyone for being with us you guys are the ultimate the ultimate thank you the ultimate sponsor everybody and welcome to episode 69 of stat check this is the world championships of warhammer pre-show uh, a warning for everybody who's here we are doing a very very brief show today this is going to be we're going to be aiming for an hour we'll see how well we can stick to that mostly because my flight's in four hours uh, not in four hours i leave for my flight in four hours if it was in four hours i would be gone um so we're going to try and keep this tight we're going to be doing a few a few brief things we're going to be talking about the stats we're going to be talking about um worlds uh, obviously and then we're going to do the show questions as normal we've also got an announcement of a new sponsor to make which we're looking forward to uh, and i'll make sure that's in the show as well and then we're going to be finishing up i'm Ennis. i'm joined by jeremy anthony and nathan are both otherwise indisposed anthony is having what i believe might be one of the worst days of his life and that man's been stabbed so you know everyone send all of your positive vibes to anthony right about now because i'm pretty sure that he just took every l possible that you could in a day before you leave for a tournament yeah, he's not not to like disclose about himself. He's been like in surgery today and stuff. Not in like a like a life bad, but like not in a great way. Just he's been having a rough time. And then his his car's battery went dead on the way back from it. And it's like, I'm so sorry, dude. Uh, and then he's flying to Atlanta tomorrow. Um, but if he doesn't, I don't have a roommate, which would be really nice for like me having a chill time. So <laughs> he'll have he'll have really bad sleep as well if he's uh, rooming with me as well. So. I look forward to it. How do you? Uh, yeah, corn cob to Anthony. Jeremy, how you doing? How's your How's your last week in four gaming? Uh, it's It's actually been kind of rough. Uh, I got back from so I wasn't on the show last week because I got back from Saskatoon and right around the time when we wrapped up the show on that Tuesday, so it was like November, October thirty first, Halloween. Uh, I got I came down real hard with COVID, so I've been. I've been I've been I've been nursing the good meds for two weeks, and I'm hoping that I have the energy to get through Atlanta this week. We are all nursing the good meds right now. I I got got home from Cali Cup, which I'm not going to touch on very much on this episode. I'll try and talk about that next time I'm actually on the show proper. Um, I, I got home from Cali Cup, spent a day kind of like working, figured out that I had a limp again, uh, which is never great, and then played a couple of practice games with Chris Irvine, and then went to bed for 72 hours um is how it felt like i didn't get out of bed for 72 hours i wasn't asleep for 72 hours that would have been really nice i slept for maybe like six hours of it total um just lying in bed unable to do anything it was great um i've never canceled a practice day before and i had to be like i'm really sorry guys i can't make it <laughs> felt bad um so yeah it's been it's been the <laughs> for uh, we, we've all had an interesting yeah. couple of weeks is that check in sickness and in health i think is the uh the current <laughs> so it's been it's been it's been an interesting couple of weeks but that is all out of the way now we are traveling to the world championships so it's a very exciting time we got all the groups we've got all the lists we've got everything ready to go i dinosaurs sorry um <laughs> uh, everything else is in the wash because i'm leaving in four hours so yeah, it's a, it's a good time to be playing Warhammer right now. But before we get too far into that, shall we very quickly do the weekend stats? I will also say for anybody, the meta report, uh, if anybody's waiting for that, it's probably not happening this month at this rate. Um, doing it on the flight is going to be a pain in the backside and it's going to be out of date by the time we get back from Atlanta. I will probably do a special post-Atlanta article and then launch back into it in December. I think that's probably going to be the way it happens. Unfortunately, just with the travel and then the sickness, I've just not had time to get it out this month, unfortunately. 
Cool. Jeremy, run us, in, run us through some stats. How's the, how's yeah. the weekend? I'm gonna throw so we up. had 14 Shortly. events this weekend. Uh, just shy of 800 players at those events. So it was another very busy weekend, which we've actually been seeing a lot of those lately. Um, yeah, I think the quietest weekend we've had since 10th came out was uh, the last weekend in October. Where we only had like 300-ish players, but yeah, since then we've been routinely in the six to seven hundred player range. Uh, we had uh, the Coventry Super Major, which was a three-day, 143-person event. The Coventry Major, which was a two-day event, uh, and then we had four other majors and then six other, seven other GTs. So it was a very busy weekend. Very quiet. Yeah, very very quiet. Right, great way to lead into the World Champs. Um, and yeah, just really, I'm going to snapshot things real quickly. I'm lumping all the Marines together because different They're Marine factions aren't real. Um, rounding out our top five, we have Eldari making up nine and a half percent of the meta with a 63.2% win rate, one event win, 11 top fours, and a 2.08 overrep. We have CSM making up 6.6% of the meta. Uh, with a 61.7% win rate, winning three events, eight top fours, and a 2.16 over rep. Then we have Leagues of Votan, making up 5.4% of the meta, with a 59.3% win rate, two event wins, and six top fours for a 1.97 over rep. And we have Thousand Suns, making up 2.5% of the meta, with a 57.7% uh, win rate, two event wins, and a 1.45 over rep. And rounding out the top five, we have Death Guard making up 5.1% of the meta with a 53.3% win rate, two event wins, and four top fours for an overrep of 1.41. Do you know what? Death Guard and Thousand Suns, you're doing all right. What the fuck are the rest of you doing? Chill out. Get down from there. <laughs> there is no need for you to be up that high. Eldar, you've been nerfed like four times. Why do you have a 63% win rate? I hope you... You just need kicked in the shins. Like every yeah, unit in your think, army. Every I unit was looking in your at army. It, I was looking at the other day, and since Marines came out, Eldar have averaged like a 61 to 62% win rate. I'm looking forward just... to the meta watch after uh, after Worlds. It's going to be great. <laughs> Pain. Um, yeah. Uh, rounding out the bottom five, and I'm going to leave out the actual fifth, the actual bottom army. Uh, because there are only eight players. It was Gene Sealer Cults. Um, we have Astra Militarum making up 4.9% of the meta with a 39.7% win rate and one top four for a 0.36 overrep. We have Adeptus Custodes making up 3.4% of the meta with a 40.8% win rate and no top fours. We have uh, Imperial Knights making up 1.9% of the meta with a 41% win rate and no top fours. We have Chaos Demons with making up 4.3% of the meta, with a 43.3% win rate and no top fours. And last but not least, we have Tyranids, with a 4.3% of the meta, a 43.6% win rate, one event win, two top fours for a 0.84 overrep. Yeah, so remember all those nerfs like Custodians and Imperial Knights that we were like, these might be too far, and then they, they were they like, do the Eldar to have been like, just that's ever so slightly too far. Yeah, those Eldar nerfs that were like, I don't think these are far enough. I think what they yeah. should have done is removed fake dice from non-battle line units, like they removed Bondsmen from non-battle line Imperial Knights. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's... Ow. That, was, that is the level of proportional nerf that I think Eldar still need. Like, the army's just screwed. I think infantry... 
No, no, battle line and care no because then you nope, sell the no no nope, yeah just just battle line actually i'm fine with that line. you want fate dice use it on your rangers i don't care uh and because people always ask space marines 158 players making up 20.5 percent of the meta with a 44.7 percent win rate no event wins eight top fours for a 0.7 over rep god space marines suck <laughs> well see here's the fun part is there are two dichotomies of space marines right now there are Black Templars, who made up 3.6% of the meta, so a sixth of all Marine players, had a 52.6% win rate, four top fours for an overrep of 1.97. And then you had Dark Angels, who had 32 players, 4.1% of the meta, so a fifth of all Marine players, who had a 39.5% win rate and no top fours. Sorry about that, Anis. I'm not, I'm not a Dark Angels player, I'm a Space Marines player. I'd have no particular allegiance. No, you lost to the 40% win rate faction last weekend. Uh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Dice happen. Dice and missions happen, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and then, as always, we got to do that middle of the pack. Uh, the perfectly balanced faction is Necrons, making up 3.9% of the meta with a 50.6% win rate, two top fours for a 0.92 overrep. And Admac and Sisters are on either side of that with basically the same stats. Shout uh, out to sisters Vic, also won an event. Yeah, who managed? Uh, yeah, to win. That, one, that was Vic who won the two-day Coventry. Coventry. Yeah, won Coventry with sisters. Um, yeah, I, I hear he managed to kill two, three exorcists in two turns with with uh, three night spiders in two turns with exorcists. Was two I was gonna say, was he killing his own exorcist? That's yeah, impressive. yeah, no, I know, right? That's really to be fair. That's how sisters felt like they. Were I mean, maybe he needed miracle dice. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, Meta's real bad. Still, I don't, I don't understand how it's every. It feels like it was. It feels like anything, any, anything can win. But at the end of the day, every game into Eldar is still a fucking chore. CSM are stupid, and Votang get too much stuff. Yeah, like I will say, out of the fourteen events this weekend, they were won by nine different factions. Yeah, the the match so is like, real healthy at the top. Everything end, can but win, like... but there is definitely that element of there are some haves and haves nots. It generally to me feels like the best players can win on any faction right now, but the middle tables, yes. Eldar are crushing everything. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of we how it to, feels. Right? We need to do a bit more of a dive into like the 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 tiers of, of of factions in terms of like where things break down. But yeah, that's that's pretty close. Uh, I want to shout out to the one Death Watch player that went three and two with the first company task force by the way champion move actual hero play <laughs> oh and uh we are once again imperial agents guy was back this time he also played the coventry today but he went two and three this time did he beat so, any eldar players oh you're making make me do this again all right let's go find this i did find out that he played a friend of mine at the last one and beat him on Eldar. One of my friends is one of the two Eldar losses. <laughs> so if anybody anybody out there is listening, Mark, uh, that secret tech was really was really good, wasn't it? Oh wait, no, that was sorry. I I I got all excited and then I realized no, that's his first game. Yeah, his first event where he went three and two. He beat Eldari round one and five yep. at the LGT. Um. <laughs> There is the thingy, the thingy, thingy, thingy. Yeah, this is not an intuitive thing to, to grab quickly, so I just got to No, BCP it is a manually. terrible software. It's okay. Oh, I'm not using BCP. I'm using my thing. 
Oh, you're using your thing? Oh, I would have yeah. used Yeah. Uh, so, oh, God. <laughs> he played World Eaters three times, Marines once and Thousand Suns once. And were the wins against the Marines and Thousand Suns? Uh, he beat uh, Iron Storm. Uh, he lost. Uh, he beat Iron Storm round one, and then lost to World Eaters. Lost to lost to CS. Lost to Thousand Sons with Demon Allies. Oh, and that. Um, oh God, uh, that World Eater player that he lost to was Rich Butler, who was running uh, World Eaters with Chaos Demons and Chaos Knight Allies. If I remember correctly, he had. I think he had Scarbrand. Oh, I'd have to go back and double check. It might have just been a Bloodthirster. And then, uh, then he lost World to in round five, I guess. He lost again to World Leaders in round four, who had Chaos Knight allies, and then beat uh, World Leaders, who had no allies. So clearly, the let trick to World Leaders losing <laughs> is them having no allies. Let let it be known that nobody beats him three times in a row with World Leaders. <laughs> Honestly, shout out to that guy. He's playing the tournament in a way that I never could, and he's a hero for it. Yeah. And the oh my god, the wind against World Leaders was ninety-five to eighty-five round five at Coventry, <laughs> and the that's loss big, to World Leaders the round before well. was eighty-four eighty-eight. A lot of eights there, Gordon. That's why. Gordon and his the round win. one win against Ironstorm was forty-seven forty. We're gonna move on from this. Now. Well, I love Warhammer. I love Warhammer <laughs> so much. What a stupid game. <laughs> Actually, uh, Hugo, take the cake for the most. That. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry to Hugo Anthony disproved that world years definitely can go three zero and then three zero and then two zero. In fact, this is true. Uh, although he went three zero three zero three zero, didn't he? He did. Yeah, he went three zero three times. He did it once for every for every world years player that couldn't. By the way, Space Wolves are the most balanced faction. 14 players, 1.8% of the meta. Uh, a 49.4% win rate. One top four for an overup of 0.98. Is that because you can balance all the Stormlands players on one hand and all the non-Stormlands players on the other hand, and then you could smush them together and make them go away? Uh, quite likely. Uh, Space Wolves, since release, Stormlands has averaged a 53.4% win rate, uh, and which is actually, wow, that's 41 of the 70 Space Wolves players since the Marine book came out. <laughs> Spaceful players know what they're about, man, and it's drilling the drilling buttholes on yeah. the wolves. The, the, the next largest is uh is Ironstorm, which has a 53% win rate in 10 players, so one seventh of the players. <laughs> Look, man, Space Wolves love advancing charging. It's it's in their blood. They simply don't know how to stop themselves. Um, if anybody's particularly worried about Space Wolves like the Space Wolf match about tournament, bring a soft rubber bouncy ball and you can just lob it about and guaranteed you will win that round because the person will be too busy chasing the ball. Um, I hear, I despise you. Um, love you, buddy. Uh, when are you flying out to Atlanta? That's uh, that's the more important question. Anthony is uh, Anthony is currently driving home from his from the dentist, I believe. So good luck to him. All right, that's the weekend in stats. Let's move on to champs. We want to quickly go through the groups. We want to talk about the format. What do we want to talk about here? You talk about the format. You know it better than me. I just know I'm going to play a bunch of games, and then at the end of yeah, okay. So so the the world champs has two phases to it. The first phase is the group stage, where we have all been randomly seated into eight different groups um, of 22 players each. So there's 176 players in attendance. Um, Those pods were randomly created but roughly equally distributed by country so like there's 50 something american players there's like seven or eight americans or six or seven americans in every group uh there's 22 canadians so there's going to be 
two or three, two or three Canadians, Canadians yeah. in every group, that kind of thing. Um, and then from there, you're going to play five games in your group. So you're basically going to play a GT. Uh, the winner of each one of those groups, there will be eight of them, will then move on to the top bracket champion. I don't actually, I can't remember what they called it. I just remember what they called Big the lower bracket. bracket. Yeah. the uh, And then the other 21-ish, depending on how many are left at the after five, um, will then play a three-round GT, essentially, uh, bottom cut, where you're going to play the world's bracket. And the winner of that will be ninth in the event. And then the top eight are going to play a double elimination, which could go as many as six games, which it's more than that, isn't it? It's like eight games. I don't think so. Now you're making me double, double, double uh, guess myself. Because <laughs> if you um, lose game one. Sorry, it's you... as many as seven games. As many as seven. And then you have the redemption final as well. So eight. No, that includes the redemption oh, final. Is that including the redemption final? Yeah. So if, if by some absolutely horrible bad luck, you get into the top bracket, lose your first game, and then just win from then on out. Uh, you will end up having played uh, 12, 12 games. games of Warhammer in four days. And you're going to have a lot of bonus ELO. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you will have, because the ELO uh, rating in this weekend is absolutely stacked. Yeah. Like, your um, typical average ELO at an event is, like, 1550, 1520 to 1530. Like a high skill event is like 1580 to 1600. The, of course, I went through this. The average ELO at this event is 1720. Uh, and if not we take out yet. the 10 people that are currently unranked, it's actually 1730. So if your ELO is currently below 1730, you are below average for this group. Which, so what if we normalize everybody that we think is really good to 2,000? <laughs> silence you. Sorry, that's an end joke. I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's going to be it, it's going to be wild. Um, do we want to talk quickly? Like, um, I will say if anybody wants like a more comprehensive rundown on like who's in what groups and all that kind of thing, there are two videos on Art of War, one with um, Quentin and Jack Harpster and one with Nick where they run through like you can see on screen our stat check graphics for every pod, um, who's in it, what their ELO is, what faction they're playing, um, what country they're from, all that kind of thing. And they go through all of them and they go through some of the top lists for every event. So I would highly recommend you go and check out those videos. They're much more comprehensive than what we're going to be able to do on our time frame, and also what we have the metal bandwidth to do just like before the event. Um, but do go and check it out. It's super cool. Um, they did a really good job of like highlighting some of the best players in each group. Shall we talk about what we're taking and what's in our pod that we're worried about? I think that's probably the most important, most yeah, interesting aspect sure. of this. You want to talk about your group real quick? Sure. So I in? am in group one, and I don't have it to hand, um, but the, the, main, the main highlights of my group are John Lennon, who's playing um, Ultramarines. We have uh, Josh Roberts, who's playing fairly standard, like Triple Night Spinner Eldar. I think my favorite stat that's come out the weekend is somebody in the Pointy Years channel in Discord. I said that the like the average for American players is like 1.6 night spinners, and the average for European players is like 2.4 night spinners. Um, 83% of American players, 83% uh, of UK players and Euro players have Foygen and Viencarn, and it's like 20 or 30% for him for for both of them for American players. Like some wild stats. It's very funny. Um, yeah. Very very different approaches. Um, there are 270 Wraith Guard in attendance. Yep, more Wraith Guard than people. Um, it is what it is. Uh, uh, other note, 
you have Kajra you also, or whatever. You also Kajra have Raven from Spain in there. Yep, Raven from Team Spain. Um, there's Devin Swan from Team Canada. Um, Matt Laura, who was an LVO finalist. Um, Kit Smith Hanna. Uh, there's a Benjamin Chai guy from Singapore, which is super cool. Uh, he's mm -hmm. the other LDR player I bought. My my pod is also notable for having um, all three of the events Terrata players, all three of the events Death Watch players, and all of the events Death not Death Guard um, Drakari. You have both, you have both Drakari players. and both Death Watch players, and, and all three tier players in your group. No CSM. <laughs> <laughs> like what is this? Random. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I was saying that me, me, Kit, and John, who all played um, like the Leviathan Tyranids last or Leviathan and Kraken and such Tyranids last edition, got locked in the Tyranid <laughs> bracket. Like atone for your sins. Yeah, you also have one of the two demon players, and you have one of oh no, there's five of them. But yeah, it's just like yeah, these pods were random. Like these pods, we were told were created before lists were even submitted. Yep. So. Yeah, it's just it's entirely variants and it's super cool. But like for me, it's between it's between me, Josh, and uh, me, Josh, and John for getting out. I think is what I would like to think. But um, we'll yeah, see there happens. is a, in, if we presume that Elo is predicting of outcomes and all that, there is a quite the gulf between uh, the three of you and then Raven, who I might pump up there, but they're also He's playing, playing Necrons, Necrons. So yeah, that's why I have a little bit of a. I, I'm confident that he could take a game off of anyone, but am I confident he could go 5-0 and in that bracket? No, not with Necrons. Yeah. Um, but hey, maybe there, there's a ton of potential for upsets in here, and that's probably the most important thing to specify for these. Um, when we say that, it's not being disrespectful, it's being optimistic. Um, there are 22 players in every single one of these pods who deserves to be there, um, plus one Ayer. Um <laughs> Sorry, Ayer, you were in chat, I had to. Um there is absolutely a chance that anybody in any of these brackets could take it out because everyone deserves to be there. Everybody submitted a list that hopefully that they're happy with, and it has a fighting chance against anyone. But you got to back yourself, right? And you got to back the other people that you know and the other people that you trust, right? So, I think it'll be great. But I still am pretty confident. Uh, I'll run through my list super quickly. I am playing Blood Angels Iron Storm Spearhead. Uh, I have got Lamarties. I have the Sanguinor. I have a uh, Tech Marine with the Target Augury Web that gives the Lethal Hits Aura. I have uh, three Whirlwinds, three squads of three Inceptors, two Ball Predators with the Flamestorm Cannons. I have uh, five Scouts, ten Death Company with Paraphys and Inferno Pistols, and two Stormhawk Interceptors. I will not elaborate further. Please do not ask. My favorite thing has been the reaction to these planes. Uh, it's been so good. The entire, every, every quarter of the internet where it's being discussed is like, I don't understand these either, but it's great. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. How about yourself, Jeremy? How's your pod looking? My pod, it feels like a little bit of death, to be honest. So, um, oh, and I'm in, in my... pod one. Sorry, before I before we move on too yeah, far. Yeah, you're in group one. I'm in group seven. Uh, in my group is Arn from Team Germany, Brian, formerly of Team Scotland, Alex Petford, I believe Team England at one point. Yep. Or still, I don't actually know. Uh, and then Zach Como, my resident guard expert and pain in my rear from just general taking wins off of me uh and then after that it starts to kind of fall off but it's still fairly highly weighted and then i'm down at like seventh in my pod in terms of rankings i also have in my pod uh Taroxer el rojo from spain uh i have olivier vice from france and then i also have uh, uh manuel bel 
uh, Wischorek, I think, Weisskorek. I don't actually know how to say his last name, who's representing Germany. Um, it is going to be a wild group. Uh, I am bringing my Votan, uh, similar to the list that I've been playing for the last couple months. Uh, two by ten Hearthguard, one with Plasma, one with Volkite, a unit of Thunderkin with an Iron Master, two calls, uh, both of them with the Gauntlet and Volkite, one of them with Long List, one of them with a Praising Glare. Five Sagittars, 30 Warriors with all the free shit you can take now, uh, and then two units of Pioneers. Uh, it's a pretty fun list. It's done well for me so far. Um, yeah, you've been playing it a have... bunch, right? So Yeah, this will be my fifth tournament in... Sorry, fourth tournament in six weeks with them? Five weeks with them? Round one's going to be my third game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we had a... Uh, and we had a practice game here in uh, in Ottawa. We had nine of the people that are going to be attending from team from Canada in, in, a, in a whole uh, just basically throw down on GW layouts because a lot of them hadn't experienced them before. So that was a lot of fun. They are uh, a was trip, also... are they not? They, they... <laughs> we, I decided to show them what round one looked like on layout four. Uh, if people want to go look at what round layout four looks like, round one is Dawn. We deployed um, Hammer and Anvil on layout two. It is the saddest thing. There's a sight line from deployment zone to deployment zone on either side of two horizontal ruins. It is yep. phenomenally cursed. Yep. I'm just like, that's just a bombing run. Yep. No, there's definitely... So it, it From a, a local meta that is used to playing almost exclusively on WTC layouts, it was a trip for the nine of us to just go through and go, huh, I should have brought more guns. Hey, and guess yes, what I brought. <laughs> Dan Johnson, would you put that? Why would you put that list out there in the wilderness? Be fair, I don't have a single dedicated melee unit. Everything in my in my list has guns, so that's true. I uh, my my particular favorite was um, one of the discords we're in after putting the playlist in the world. Uh, I saw a few Eldar players being like, "Ah, I'm looking at Crimson Hunters." I'm like, "Ah, what have we started? <laughs> this is not good. We shouldn't have done this." Be fair, it all started with the Void Raven bombers. Yeah, but the Void Raven Bomber was like rap a rapid ingress abuser. It wasn't like it's not like a shoot. It's not the same. It doesn't. It's work. a decent shooting profile. It like, is, but it's not. The, the reason it's... that the reason that it started was Ridvin picked it up because he got fed up with Desolators early on in tenth, and he was like, "This thing goes in my list, so that I rapid ingress it on turn two and just nuke the Desolators off the board, so I stop losing all my backline to them." Yeah, it's not. He had it in his list until we switched him to Necrons for WTC. <laughs> Actually, so yeah, you got plenty list. Give it a shot, guys. Planes are back. I promise. It's a plane. It's a plane meta. Everybody loves. Everybody loves a plane meta. You remember how towering was really fun to play against. Um, and GW boards do love towering. Back. Um, yeah, and then and this is also when I realized that I still had one call left to paint. So this idiot had to go oh, through and get a paint job. Well, I have ten. Nine Death Company with Phantom with Phantom Chain Swords that have definitely got Inferno pistols on them. Uh, and one guy with an Inferno pistol in case anybody asks if I have Inferno pistols, I can show them that guy. I'd be like, yeah, look. Um, free war gear, free war gear. Exactly. They don't have anything else, and they have a power fist. I figured that was close enough. Um, yeah, Nasus all have four pistols, so you know, at least not doing that. <laughs> yeah, the the Blood Angels players all have a varying level of I'm WYSIWYG or. Just get over it. And my Lamar is a WYSIWYG because he's in Lamar. He's in like bloody Nazis. And the Seaman I think, I think identical two list. of you Blood Angel players aren't are running Lamartis, but without actually running Lamartis model. I have Lamartis. Yeah, I think I, it, I think Mikey and Nas both are using. Uh, Not Mikey is using the, the generic regular chaplain, and I despise it. 
Ryan, Ooh, that's a Judge, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call a judge about your twenty eight millimeter bases. All right, we're gonna have a conversation about twenty eights. This should be twenty fives. Ryan, not on the right base side. Well, for this one, I have no idea because he's borrowing his army. But for all of his Eldar play for a long time, it's not been on the right mm. base. So you better check all those uh, all those Rubik's. Make sure they're all on thirty twos. Make sure they've all got the right war gear. I want to see warp flamers and everybody. No bolters mixed in. Okay, so that's a bolter, right? No, that's a flamer. That's a bolter, right? No, that's a flamer. What's a flamer look like again? <laughs> What's a bore look like? If you can't show me what to prove that it's not different. Yeah. I mean, the whole reason that this idiot ended up getting painted up was I had a beautifully converted call that I had ran at LVO that I realized didn't have a gauntlet. He had a he had a big ass axe. And I was like, all right, if anyone gets mad, I'll have him. Quentin, Quentin's borrowing Brian's flaking. Oh, Quentin, you get it, Judge Gall, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pal. That guy's on a that guy's on a 32, not a 25. Why does he not look like why is he not made of metal that's older than me? Yeah, I was gonna say Flaken comes on a 25 now, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Brian's is converted. <laughs> it's Vic's army, so it's all correct. Eh, at least it's not David's, I guess. <laughs> Love you, David. David does not deserve that shot. The level of shade he gets for that. Right. What are some other interesting lists from Worlds? What are because there were there were definitely some other standouts. Um yeah. I will say um, for me, the 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 three highlight stories were obviously mine and Nas's list. Yep. Jack Harpster's, um, it's totally, uh, mom said we have chosen at home. Um, <laughs> God, that's so beautiful. That That's Joe Wilson's Death Watch Army name, but it's it works much better for Jack's because it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> Damn it, Brian. <laughs> All right, for the podcast listeners, Brian Seep has just thrown David under the bus by saying that he couldn't borrow Dave's army because all his flamers are bolters. I told you. I told you. Every every Thousands player, their flamers are bolters. None of them have flamers. Jesus. Um, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I can't believe I can't believe it's not chosen. Um, the there's Black actually two people running that list. Yeah, it's him and Kyle McCord, I want to say. That sounds right. Um, I believe so. I can. I think they're in the same group as well. It's quite funny. Well, the um, best part about it is that the it's actually the exact same list word yeah, for word, including the including the top the text. Because it actually Nas says, and I at least changed ours. Yeah, it actually says Jack's list. <laughs> um, so yeah, that list is super cool. It's playing like sword brethren with um, like buffed up um, captains in Gladius. So it's got like the. Um, the honor vehement captain with the power sword so he goes in gets devastating wounds goes up to like strength or a power fist goes up to like strength 10 ap3 damage 3 with 10 attacks devastating wounds mm -hmm. um it's super interesting like hell wrecked on top of that and then a land raider full of the standard like gladius harmus yeah. aggressor combo. and jack and kyle are both in group two which is kind of the group of death i think i think eight's probably the group of death death but group two has definitely got some top end players well... there as well I mean, group two's average elo is 1775. Group eight's is 1755. I think group eight has a bet, has a like a more condensed top end where I'm like, there's like six people I could see getting out of this. Whereas group two is like, I think a race between Jack and Nassim. But um, uh, I could definitely see arguments otherwise. Maybe like even the top four and top eight for two and eight are higher than two than eight. So sure. Just going off of like gut feel more than like actual elo, yeah. right? Because there's always a. There's always a feelies or realies in situations like this. When you look at a group that has like Fred, Liam, Liam, um, Ben Sherwin, a few other people like that, right? Like it's just, it's hard to be like, I feel like that group's not going to be a, an absolute knife fest. Like there's like four or five yeah. people, whereas in the, all of the other ones, I feel like there's a clear cut one, two, three, where you'd like expect a few people to get out. Whereas that yeah, one, I'm like, I mean, group two is Nassim, Jack, Yokel, uh, Matthias from Germany, who I could all see walking out of there. I would be surprised if it wasn't Jack or Nas. 
but it's it's probably going to be Jack or Nas. I want it to be Jack, but that's also because I want both of you to not do well with those planes. So I don't see them at my next event. Twenty five percent. You mentioned twenty five percent of the. I mean, I do have. Planes. I do have at least two new in box sitting somewhere in my pile. So. Um. And then the other super interesting list is obviously is uh, Liam VSLs, I think is the other yeah. highlight of the tournament in terms of like somebody doing something that nobody expected. Liam VSL is playing the um, the Brigands and Plaguebrush Crawlers um, AP spam death guard list that's using to yep. use like um, gets Boil Blight, the plus the ignore cover and get plus one to hit and all that stratagem with some of the Zikitator range with the safe stacking debuff with Brigands firing like AP3 Assault Cannon Shots and AP6 Melta and just yeah. rinsing through armies with like Blood Drones pushing at you. Very, 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 very powerful army. It's got mm -hmm. a lot of vehicles that are quite hard to kill. You know, toughest 10 with an invulnerable save. Like it's the right kind of profile to start scamming people while also having like Plague Marine backed melee on a player like Liam. Like that's going to be, it's going to be good. Uh, I would be very, I am very much expecting that to come out on top of that group, but I would, I could definitely see it going down. Just Liam showing that he's a little too cute um but that boy does not lose games of warhammer i think i can't remember him losing a game of warhammer in a tournament in about three months of like fairly regular event play i mean he just won LGT coventry coventry back to back LGT, right he won like three team events and like he went five and oh with like 100 point scores at like two or three polish team events uh plus yeah, the man is on an absolute tear yeah. right now. like the last time i remember him losing the game was him playing i don't even know if he lost the game at wtc uh, maybe uh he lost don't one. think so did he play war masters i can't remember he didn't play war masters i don't think okay I so he think like so. might might have dropped a game at wtc but i'm not even convinced about that the last one i like definitively remember losing was the pirate to brian where he had pre the previous round had fallen through a table and like then got 20 nilled by eldar and it's like all right man i get it um so that's the yeah, last time i remember there. losing a game and that was in june so yeah the man is as very much embraced uh 10th edition and done some truly terrible things to people with it he's really good at 4k <laughs> he is he keeps 20 on eldar man i don't really don't get it i'm like what are, <laughs> what are they doing how are they getting 20 but i mean i just want to kind of well at least he's not on csm this time at least he's not in my pod <laughs> that that as well it's uh, actually also, thank you brian for taking t-sense not eldar my, <laughs> my says, mom my still, mom still tells, tells the neighbors about that win <laughs> um i will say there's one super weird aspect of this tournament that's been almost like i feel detached from a lot of the players at it which is a super weird thing to think about like once i got my pod i really haven't read a lot of lists like there's a lot of players going to the event that i just kind of haven't really looked at that are like if they if I was in a in a GT with them, I would 100 percent have read their list because mm -hmm. you know it's a player who I respect and I would have done some I would have done some detail. But in this one, I very much feel like I am isolated in my own little bubble. And I only really have to hear about these people. There's a very, very low likelihood, more than in, there would be in a normal tournament, that I pair into any individual person because I'm going to play five games against people in my pod, and then at most like one person from three other pods, unless I hit top gun. Right, mm -hmm. it's just very, very unlikely that I have to care about ninety percent of the people at this tournament, which I think is a, a little bit of a shame, almost. Or it's just kind of oh, so it, there's a bunch of people I just never gonna. I never, I don't really have a chance to interact with them unless they win their pod. Like there's a bunch of people I would love to get a game with. I just probably won't get the opportunity. 
but also, you know, I have a much higher like, you know, game to play someone like Lennon, who I've never played before. To be fair, really cool. there is a fair amount of downtime if you do certain paths. So I could definitely see there being pickup games played in between. Could you imagine when you imagine you're, you're in Top Cut, you're like you're, you're waiting on the down game, and you're like, does anybody want to pick up game so I can stay I can stay hyped? <laughs> well, because that's the thing. Um, if you win your three games on the Saturday and you're in top bracket, you get a buy on the next two rounds. Mm-hmm. You don't play round four on the Saturday, which is big because that is exhausting. Everyone who's two and one has to play that round. And then the Sunday morning round, you also don't have to play. Yep. Could you imagine trying to organize a pickup game during round four, Jeremy? (laughs) (laughs) I really just don't feel like that's a thing that's going to happen. No, but Sunday morning I could see happening. I People will be playing. That's when the – oh, no, I guess that's – That's when the winners of the two and one – but what's, no, no, what's the, the world's bracket doing at that time? Are they, uh, are they two games, one game, or three games Saturday, right? That's the bit I'm not I'm not sold on. Yeah, the schedule is a lovely, like, the, I will I will say, for running these two things concurrently, they have done a really good job of organizing this. The pack It's really is clear. I just haven't clear. read the loser's bracket version. I only yeah. read the winner's cut stuff. I was reading through it because I think the winners, the losers, you play two and then one, so it's not really that big of a deal. All right, schedule, 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 schedule. All right. Pool play day two, championship round one, two, three. Champ- oh, that's championship. Where's my group play? There it is. Okay. So, oh, yeah, I remember this now. So, if you make top bracket, your round one is at 8 a.m. on Saturday. Yep. And you have three hour rounds with an hour between each round going all the way until midnight if you play the death match. Classic. Good shit. Love it. Um, Although they do say by design, only two players are going to complete in the death match. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, I thought the champion. I thought the the, the world's bracket was like two games Saturday, one game Sunday, but it might. It just is. Be, it is yeah. the world bracket round one is at ten a.m. So you actually get to sleep in if you don't make top bracket. Yeah. Um. Oh, they call it the championship bracket. That's what they call the top one. Uh, and then you have an hour break, and then from two to seven is world round two. You so five hour sorry, rounds. Sorry, two to five. Two to five. I was trying to say that's a long. They, they 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 flipped a couple of times between uh twelve hour and twenty four hour clock, and I've been doing that today. So I read seventeen to seven. Um, but yeah, so like after five, you can go without to dinner and then come clocks, back, and round three and four are still going on for the championship bracket. You could feasibly do a pickup game then. Look, if you are trying to organize a pickup game at that point, I applaud you, and couldn't be me. I will be oh, attempting to get my medical exemption if I've not won all my games at that point. <laughs> yeah, and someone did. So someone did point out that um, the way that the because of how the double limb works, so you would play championship one, two, and three. You would not play four. You would not play five. You would then play six. And if you win that, the event is over. But if you lose that, then you play round seven, yep. and you immediately rematch into the person that just beat you. Yep. It'll be fine. It's going to be a fun event. We're, I mean, there's only going to be eight people that have to deal with the ridiculous schedule. The other 168 of us. There's only two people have to deal with. There's only one person that has to deal with the evil schedule, and that's only if you come up through the redemption bracket. So that's true, actually. Yeah, don't if so. If you make top eight, don't lose round one of the championship bracket. Here, here's some advice: don't lose. Come on, what are you doing? I'll play a pickup game with you, Seth. 
unless I'm in top bracket, which isn't going to happen. Jeremy, who's in your group? Who's Brian and Arna? They're both Thousand Suns players. Get them carded. Oh, Arna's playing triple night spinner. But he is a Thousand Suns player, which means it's in his blood. <laughs> True. I could just ask him how he counts his cabal points. I heard that works exactly. really well. <laughs> For goodness sake. We're going to descend into memes and then jokes very quickly on this again. All right. Shall, Shall we... we go to questions? I'm going to run the uh, the one new plug that we have, and then I'll run the actual plugs. Um let me grab the disc. Let me grab the code. I think it's just Static Five. Static Five is right, right. So we are now sponsored by Will and Jutani, who are the guys that provide the terrain for the WTC. So if anybody is interested in getting some of the like the WTC flatback terrain, um, they've got things like the GW layouts and all that kind of stuff, as well as the new um, the base versions and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can go to wayland utanicom I want to say. Uh, I'm going to Google right. that because I hate myself, and I'm going to do that live on air. Why did I not press Wayland-Utani-Inc.com. Wayland-Utani-Inc.com. If you use code STATIC5 at checkout, you'll get 5% off on your order. And we also get a little bit of a kickback with that. Uh, there is now a little bit of a link in the chat, and it will be in the show notes now. So special, massive thank you to Ishik for uh, reaching out to us uh, to organize this. Um, so if you're interested in getting terrain or anything like that, you can get it with them with like club logos and all that kind of stuff. Do check it out. Um, they're a super big uh, help for, you know, getting trade up and running they do a bunch of train free tournaments in the uk i know um a lot of the like northern worlds ones using some of that um so that's something that interests you to reach out to them uh they're a big help you can also get like objective markets and stuff like that to work with them they're more like they're not like neoprene ones but they're like the disc ones that are you know a little more solid so if that's something you prefer that's something you can reach out to um so yeah do check that out um it's been a massive time again to ishik for reaching out yeah as far as the no, other plugs go I don't know. Did you want to say something? I was just going to say the train's amazing. I've played on it, uh, and we're it's in the middle just, of doing a big order for it for our local events. It's so great. I love, I love being able to like as a TO, um, just like have my own like bag of like a like a big tub of terrain that sits like twenty tables that I can just chuck in the back of a car and just drive and set up like an extra twenty tables at my tournament if I need it, or you know being able to like collapse it down at the end of the tournament and store it in nowhere. It's really super helpful. Yeah, I think a hundred tables fits in, uh, like the. A, pickup truck a large pickup truck but 100 tables fits close to that and it's just like okay it's so much easier than like the full mdf tables we've been working with yeah and i mean like playing on mdf is great but it does have its travel and transport limitations if you're trying to do like venues on you know like you're changing venues and stuff like that constantly the flat factory is an absolute godsend mm -hmm. right other sponsors red-dragon.ca for all of your various hobbying needs if you need to get access to being able to basically anything in 40k uh, or magic or board games and a bunch of other stuff like that or you want stat check apparel um or dice and um, objection markers and all that kind of stuff red-dragon.ca use the code in our patreon for a 20 now 20 percent discount 20 off the entire discount. store yeah which is fantastic that's not a super common thing in north america as i'm given to understand and it's becoming less and less common in the uk so do give it a consideration. They are a massive, massive help of the show. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to be helping us out with sponsorship for our um, for what's it called now? Championship Cup. Yeah, FLG's Championship Cup. They're sponsoring us. They're, they're also spending. They're also sending a team, a Red Dragon team there as well. So yeah, so they're it's going to be awesome at least two of the teams at FLG's Championship Cup. Maybe more. Hell yeah. Uh, so if you're interested, reach out to them and maybe see if you can work something out with them. Um, Saltar Games, check them out on Etsy. Uh, just search Saltar Games on Etsy. You'll see what you'll get all of our tokens and uh, measuring gauges, 
um, deep strike gauges and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm bringing a bunch of that stuff out again to Atlanta. I had a bunch of it at the Cali Cup that I'll be handing out to anybody who comes and says hi. So come and say hi. I've got some of that to give away. Let's solve our games on Etsy. Um, other things to plug, youtube.com slash statcheck, patreon.com slash statcheck. $5 a month gets you access to our Discord community, which is one of the most one of the best communities I've been ever been a part of. Uh, if you're interested in getting in some really good level TTS games, competing in our current in our like TTS league with uh like a thousand dollars Canadian in prizes, just interacting with some of the best people in the world about um, you know, basically anything you want to, whether that's 40k, life, 3D printing, um, all that kind of thing. It's it's a wonderful, wonderful community resource, and I'm super happy to be part of it and to have been part of the cause of it because it's one of the one of the nicest things to have as like a little bit of a legacy in 40k is a community as good as that. Um yeah, we have other shows as well. That's probably like the the last real thing. Uh, end of the Matrix and X and One. I think this week's an end of the Matrix week. Uh, X and One took a break last week because Tim and Cliff forgot. Um, I wish I was kidding. Um, genuinely, just neither of them realized it was an it was an X in one week, so <laughs> didn't happen. Um, and then, yeah, uh, statjackcheck.com slash coaching. If you're interested in getting help from myself or Tigers, we'd love to reach. We'd love to help you out. Um, I've got uh, I've got a client in my pod at Atlanta, which is a terrifying terrifying endeavor. Because if I lose to him, I look I look like an idiot, and if I beat him, I look like a monster. So, you know, just, just put him great. in the ground. He deserves to be there. I know, but you know the I'll story of how anyone. he got there too. <laughs> I actually don't think I do, but that's fine. I'll tell um, you afterwards. I'm not going to shame him online. That's entirely fair. With that, all that said, thank you so much, everyone, for being with us. You guys are the ultimate, the ultimate thank you, the ultimate sponsor, uh, the guys who sit here and watch us every week and who interact in the chat and who subscribe to the videos and do all the interaction stuff. Thank you for being here. Thank you for chatting and making us feel like we're speaking to people and not just each other in a weird, in a weird, like, we're not we're not we don't know each other well enough to be facetiming each other so we really do need to chat here to like really keep this really keep this going so thank you everybody for being here we're going to run into show questions before i have to fall asleep or pack my army oh my god i need to pack right. my army all right i'll kick him off for us all right uh preston asked jeremy how old did you feel when you saw quentin is 22 uh -huh -huh. not as bad as when francois realized that he could basically be his father and it not be an awkward age that was beautiful. All right. Uh, I, I feel I I'm starting to feel old in a 4K context at 27, and I don't like it very much. I'm like I was the young guy. Now I'm just a guy. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna speed run this question. Logan asks, "What is your favorite character in lore from Xenos?" Ennis. Swarmlord. Oh, yeah. Okay. Easy one there. <laughs> I like the time uh, that he that the Avatar tried to challenge him to a duel, and the Swarmlord went. Nah, fuck that, and threw Carnifex's at him. That was cool, and it sold me on Tyranids. <laughs> okay, that's great. That is such a hive mind thing to do. He was like, I'm not fighting that guy. Carnifex's. <laughs> Surprise pockets in, but it's Carnifex's. Exactly. What uh, about you? Uh... Probably Eldrad. But that's just because he's a boss man who's been around for God knows how long. Where's the good damn mute button? <laughs> <laughs> I have the power. Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, okay, this is a follow-up one, and you're going to get sad at this one. How well does their lore translate to the tabletop? Really well in 8th edition. <laughs> and now? Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even have dev wounds, man. If he had dev wounds, I'd be cool with him. <laughs> but it's just like... He's Twin Link, though, isn't he? Yeah, on his AP two damage three weapon. 
For anyone um, listening again, R. Connor Hall says the one time they had the Avatar job out and nobody felt weak was the dozen surprise card effects. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you think is going to be world championship and which countries do you think are going to podium in the end in the country competition? Oh, we should cover this real quick for anyone who's listening who is not aware. One of the other things that is also coming into factor in this event is that every single player can earn points towards their country standing based on things like winning the event, getting best overall, winning best in faction, uh, paint scores at certain tiers as well. Uh, so there's a, a somewhat not some countries are taking it more seriously than others um but there is a big push for like across the four systems that are being played to see which country ends up on the top of it be interesting um for me who will be the world champion i just want it to be liam because it would be absolutely epic for him to win lgt coventry and then the world champs see, back to back to you've back not on the thing everybody's been doing the thing where whenever anyone talks about who they think is going to win group eight they just say liam to double your odds it's the smart no. thing you could have done no it was you should have done Play it Necron. he's gonna lose i know but it would be funny or he's i think emergency um, disembark six inches when he can i think england or the usa will win just by virtue of player count canada will do terribly france will do better we'll punch up I mean, we already have one guaranteed best infection. Great. So does Hungary. Good luck. Yeah, but they only have one player. <laughs> so, I mean, you can win in all categories. Joe, if Matty wins it solo for Hungary, hero. <laughs> God, that would be... All right. Brian um... and I ruined it for Scotland. That's that's the real punch-up. Oh, it's... No one told you that Brian is now American, right? Uh, Brian qualified as part of Team Scotland, so he's submitted for Team Scotland. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> What's the first army that clicked for you competitively and why? Uh, White Scars and Knights, weirdly. It was the first like list that I took and I was like, oh, this is an actual like, competitive list that I have designed and it worked well and it did its job. Uh, and I went five and one with it at the first event I played with it. And it took me a while to replicate that success again with something else. Are you still playing that army? No. You can catch me dead playing Knights nowadays. Yeah, but you still have the White Scars. Yeah, but I'm not really playing grab bikes anymore. So <laughs> fair, given that it was, I, for for context, it was um, like three big knights and then two librarians with grav gun with uh, that attached to a command squad with storm shields and grav cannons or grav guns, and they just drove about ignoring cover and shooting their guns at things so that they could clean up and score, and then like three squads of scouts. So let's love pretend it was like a white scars army, or it was just it was knights with an invisible death star. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, for me, it was uh, my my Admech in just shortly after the 9th edition Codex came out. Um, yes, I still technically play that army, but I haven't played a game with that army in almost two years now. Yeah, but how many of the new Sicarian long leg dudes are you buying? Uh, three, because I can only run three. Exactly. But there might be two out, there might be two loadouts, there might be two options, you can run six. Oh, they might have because the the data sheet count for the admin codex didn't make sense. So maybe there is an extra one in there. So maybe six. Maybe they've got. I just want to see if when you it's a guy on stilts with giant swords. God, that would be hilarious. I want it so All bad. All I want to see is if the guy on legs does the same thing that the triumph does when you put it down, where this thing just bounces back and forth for half an hour. Remember me to wobble my Celeste in front of you sometime, just like the little whip. It just goes, it goes. I was terrifying everyone at Cali Cup. 
because it just flexes and flexes and never breaks and they get terrified. Yep. All right. This guitar um, alone, like, sounds like a type of spider. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, two nurgling questions since uh, Will list last week. If you were armed with a cricket bat and were attacked by a never ending swarm of nurglings, mysteriously one at a time, how many could you defeat? Um, no more than seven. I have weakened flabby arms. Yeah. I. It depends on how frequently they come. Like, are we talking one a minute, one a second? I assume it's just like one until it just dies. Yeah, once you do one, like the next one just shows up, right? You get one yeah, if there's no point. downtime, maybe like 10 after that, it's probably going to get pretty tired. It also depends on how long it takes to like actually bash to death a nurgling. Does it just bounce a few times? Well, it's going to take at least... Uh, like, I'm just a human, so I'm only strength three, so I'm wounding it on threes? Fours. They're T2, aren't they? No. They're T3? Yeah, T3, four wounds of the six of a marble save. There's no way they're T3. Not mad. They're like strength two, but they're T3. Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, they are T3. They're strength two lethal hits. It's not a great profile. <laughs> <laughs> it is very funny to take wounds off of things with Nurglings, though, with that Yes, profile. it is. I have definitely done non-zero amounts of damage to things with Nurglings. Yeah. Uh, and then the second one is, if you had to hide a well-behaved Nurgling in your house, how would you do it? I'd probably put it next to uh, one of the cat vomits that just occurred. Um, Get cleaned up and then move around. I don't have an answer. My house is too nice for that, for an Urkling to survive. Maybe like somewhere near where Fergus has been. Yeah, I was going to say somewhere where Fergus has been is probably your best bet. Yeah. I could probably hide it in like one of the like toy cat, like the, the like 40k things in my cupboard, like in the garage. Just be like, hey, go in. One of those boxes, no one will ever find you. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Another Nurgling question. How many bites of Nurgling sized David Gaylord omelets can you fit in your mouth? None. Not a one. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm too, too inept. Because we're sure Nurgling's like this big or like this big. I don't yeah. know. I imagine them being like baby size. No way size. I can fit that in my mouth. They're like baby sized, right? Like the same like, size as like yeah, they're like the same size as like an armorium cherub, right? Yeah, say, the the ones that are like flying off of Nur like the ones flying off of Mori are like what I'm thinking of. Like they're the same size as like yeah, I can't fit one of those small baby and that much egg. Ugh. All right, uh, what's the best let him cook list of the world champs? Mine. <laughs> I would say Hooper's. I've not read Hooper's. Oh, is that the Double Lord of Skulls? I've remember hearing about that. Um, I don't feel like anybody. I don't feel like I, that man should have been let near a kitchen. But sure, <laughs> <laughs> he's got the cleavers for for meat chopping, but that's not really cooking. All right. Um, I'm just starting Grey Knights after hearing Anthony rightly explain that Marines is a subscription service, and my wallet can't keep up. Any recommendations on list elements you'd suggest or stay away from? Yeah, grab three librarians, like twenty to thirty terminators. 10 to 15 strike marines and like build and then build some of them so that they can be purifiers and crow and then like a like a Kalidus assassin and you'll basically be able to make whatever you want out of Grey Knights. Magnetize yeah. the arms, don't hate yourself, you'll you'll want it in the future. Um, maybe pick up an Aversor as well. Yeah, maybe grab an Aversor, consider like, um, consider getting more more strikes if that's, like they come in boxes of 10. Yeah, and they're like, so like they're like 2012 GW models, so they're like reasonably priced by comparison. Mm -hmm. So you and they're, but they're old enough that they're or young enough that they're still yeah. nice sculpts. And like, grab like one Dread Knight just to have it because it's a cool model and you'll want one. Uh, and you could put it on the table and realize why nobody runs them. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, Templars are quickly re-establishing themselves as the best way to play Marines, yet they're, in my opinion, best unit sword brethren are somewhat low on representation in top lists within the Templar attachment, with people instead gravitating towards massive crusader blobs. Do you think a sword bread and heavy list could do well in the right hands, or is there something about the 20-man brick that I'm missing? Because I thought unit is good with Grimaldus, but why not put Grimaldus with more sword bros? Uh, the broad problem with sword brethren, and not to discount them at all, because there are a bunch of people running them this weekend. We've There's a few lists with like 30 of them. There's a, like Jax's with 15. Sword brethren do not have an invulnerable save and do not natively advance in charge. They hit pretty hard, but they are very fragile on the way through. Um, the big crusader squads benefit a lot more from the multiplicity of buffs available in Black Templars. Things like the six of Feel No Pain go a lot further across 20 models for the same price as 10 models. Um, you also have things like um, lethal hits access, crit fives access, um, lots of sustained hits, plus one strength. All of that is better on more volume. If you're playing more of a like MSU Black Templars list, something more like Jack's Gladius, it makes sense to play Sword Brethren because you need more. You need more unit-based damage output, but when you're trying to play buff damage output, it makes more sense to have a big squad so that they can take some damage on the way in, tank some things, take an overwatch, still deliver like the juicy characters and get the board control. You're paying a lot in that army as well for just the sheer amount of OC that you gain access to. Um, but I don't think it's a it's a it's an and or thing. You can run both. There are definitely lists out there playing like mm -hmm. Hellbrecht and Tensor Brother and a Land Raider that does very much the same thing, um, while being a little easier to deliver in some contexts and a little harder in others. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, bonus question. Anyone not eat turkey on Thanksgiving? Ham gang rise up. Uh, do they do Thanksgiving on the other side of the, the pond? No. I don't think so. Uh, we had our Thanksgiving weeks ago, so. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Thanksgiving is for like, is it all like something to do with like American culture? And, it you know, varies. Like, it's like... Canada has their own origin, origin of it. Ours is technically older, but they basically have the same thing. It's harvests. It's a harvest festival. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it's like we, we don't really do... We don't really have a harvest festival in the US in the UK. It's not really a thing. I guess you guys don't. Grow like you kind of there? have like the or like an anything actual, we're celebrating. You might have like an actual like, um, like start of autumn. You might do like a like a church service kind of thing with like a like a horde of plenty and all that kind of thing with like a cornucopia. But it's not really like a set holiday. I don't think. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Yeah, no. Um, we usually do turkey, but ham, we've definitely done ham. Um, reality is, is that we always want gravy for potatoes, so. Yeah, we, do gam we do gamut at Christmas nowadays. We don't even really do turkey there. Makes sense. I'm not a big right. fan of turkey. Now there's my sister. My dad's a vegetarian, so it's pretty easy to argue for the gammon. That makes perfect sense. All right. Uh, Autark Ben asks, we recently discovered Innis loves Butterfingers. What candy bars do the hosts crave? If they could change something about it, what would they change? Uh, I think, well, we already know what Innis wants. As yeah. many butterfingers as his body can sustain, and maybe then some more to send home with him. It was I, I ate a lot of butterfingers when I was in the US. It was I'm crazy. pretty sure that Ben is already like is bringing like 20 to Atlanta. I'm for you. slightly worried. Yeah, I'm definitely <laughs> going on a diet when I get back. You're just gonna find one at each one of your tables each round. Do you know what? It's better than the alternative, which is the ice game. So true. All right, my network is frying up, so I apologize if my audio is getting a little weird. Um, yeah, for me, it's uh, coffee crisp. You're so old. But it's delicious. It's a nice Fair light enough. snack. All right. Uh, Bread-based stuffing for Thanksgiving? I mean, isn't most stuffing bread-based? I don't actually no, I know. 
Can't relate, sorry. The one that I have is usually bread-based, so yes. Uh, all right, Neil Kerr asks, list from Atlanta you think is the most interesting or innovative? We kind of ran through those already with um, yeah. Jack, and Jack and Liam VSLs being the two like real standouts. Uh, I think John Lennon's uh, Vanguard list is also super interesting playing with like the yeah. up that and down on this insurance. Gnarly to like play that. into. It's uh, very much uh, like a modern, a, a, more, a more like, I think that's just a meta space running list that people haven't caught on to yet more than anything mm -hmm. else. Although I will say it pains me to see Centurion Devastators doing well again. I, it, that it's data my favorite. sheet just makes I me love angry. Centurion Devastators. Grav Cannon Centurion Devastators are like all I played for 7th edition. Like for the entirety of 7th edition, I played five Grav Cannon Centurion yeah, I'm just having flashbacks to Raven Guard 1s and 8th. Yeah, no, that's that's 100% a different thing. Like fuck that. Fuck that sideways. But... <laughs> All right. And then a more interesting one, fantasy pick, Neil Kerr again, uh, for top non-English speaking nation player. Liam VSL. Yeah, I guess that does count. <laughs> He's Belgian. Fair, fair. Uh, uh, Liam VSL, Olivia, Vi Olivia Weiss, um, Arna, Taroxar, um, Caillou, from Caillou, um, David Gaylord, uh, he's New Zealand, it doesn't count. Um, Nassim is, is from uh, Algeria. Um, he does need to form Team Algeria soon. He does. Also, I read his interview with Gunhammer. The boy can't spell for shit, so he's clearly not English. I'm loving those interviews because there was no editorial work done on them. No, no. And so it's, like, just, it's perfect because it is exactly as those people speak in real life. It's it's raw. It's Nassim's raw stream of consciousness. There's like seven words in each of his answers. It's great. <laughs> and he doesn't finish any of those thoughts. All right. Uh, Sam Lemon asks, how do you feel about there being no announced big prizes or prize money announced for the World Champs of Warhammer? Most top level competitions aside would often have a prize pool of sorts, especially when hosted by the game designers. Uh, we didn't have to pay for tickets, and I'm going to call that a win because that would have been like 200 quid extra that I really did not feel like paying. If there's no prize pool for it, then whatever. I really don't care. It's not about the prizes. It would be cool yeah. if it came with like an all expenses for next year, right? That would be the only thing that would be like. I could see them doing that given that every US Open came like winner and best Warhammer, overall. Like random Warhammer World GTs had it. So yeah, I would hope so. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like the reality is, is that it you would really have to reach far for a prize to be worth the trip for most of us. Yeah, it'd uh, be really cool if you got like the whole if you got like you know an army to take back with you or whatever, right? But it nobody the, like nobody's doing it for the prize at this level. Yeah, we're doing it very much for the bragging rights than anything else. Because yeah. this is the first of its kind as well. Well, that too. Yeah, this is just something to do while I was waiting for. Uh, than the next DLC to come out. Yeah, exactly. I'm just this is just something to do between snap dailies. <laughs> All right. Um, Jason Seibel asks if you could add one model with the rules you thought would most benefit your currently played army, what would it be? Like world leaders would kill for a loan up, for example, what would its special ability be? Uh NSCO. Well, so I was gonna I was gonna immediately snap off with I'd put the Yinkarn and Tyranids, but I'd have to be able to kill units to do that. So <laughs> So I wouldn't bother. Um, exactly. You can fire nine biovores indirect and kill like a guardsman. Sure, man. For the for the little price of six hundred and seventy five points, <laughs> you two can fire nine biovores at somebody. Um, what would I add? I would not hate access to something like 
the um like the rhino in Terran. It's just give me a transport, dude. It's just one. You have the Tyrannosite. No, it's not a transport. There's a drop pod. You can't even get out of it and charge. Oh. <laughs> right? Forgot about that. Um, Altar Wheelie for interns would be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just like. They're, I mean, they're you have enough loan ops in uh, intern heads. Yeah, but you don't have a lot of loan ops with a Meltagon. <laughs> True. It's the only unit in the army that can kill a transport. Yeah, but you'd be hitting on fours, so. Give me the night. Give me the night spinner turn. It's we'll 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 make it work. <laughs> that might actually suit, suit them better than than ours. Uh, Votan could use a loan up of any kind, uh, and honestly, at this point, I just want more range to the more range to it. Uh, give us big plane, head beam plane beam. Yeah, plane. beams don't exist anymore. But yeah, give me a plane that has nothing but conversion weapons on it, so that I can fly within twelve inches of someone and just trigger crit hits on everything with sustained D three. Um, warp spiders and world ears that's what that's what they need they need shooting yes sure no no just 24 inch move idiots to screen a move block and stop them running backwards from you Ooh. <laughs> give jackals the uh the warp spider ability yeah, jackals with jetpacks they're just like 24 inch move but they can't charge they're too confused <laughs> that sounds um, like more of an orc move than anything else all right um what makes a great burger a great burger and what makes it terrible toppings always not having any uh, onion in the patty fuck onion in burgers onions on top yes nope. nope fuck onion especially like a nice red onion if i bite into my burger and it's crispy i do not like i don't want anything do in there put besides... bacon on your burger no i don't want it to be like i don't want to bite it's, that's not the word you i mean want i don't want, like the vegetable crunch in, inside like inside the patty no thank you i guess not not here for that nope um yeah and then we've got so many know, makes it terrible when the when the patty's dry all right next question let's go through this quickly we've got like six more uh what's been your greatest win and was the best lesson lesson you learned in defeat greatest win for um, me would probably be i think it would have been the first time that i beat chris haynes in a gt because he was always the person that was kicking my ass and when i beat him in a gt i knew that i had finally like broken through that so that that kind of glass ceiling on that uh biggest lesson in defeat for me was and this remains true to the day is recognizing that i had put too much value in winning that game and became too emotionally invested in it which then impacted my ability to play it well that's fair and good answers. I'm going to have much more blase ones because I do not remember enough of my games to like really go into them and be like, hey, what was my biggest win? I've got, I've had a lot of very high impact games over the years. Um, it's a side effect of playing a bunch of WTCs and War Masters and LGTs and singles events, you know, winning a bunch of them. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's probably a game that I could point to and be like, that was the moment that people started taking me seriously, like internationally. That's probably the one that was like the, the most on a trajectory that put me the most on like on a trajectory to be where i am today but it would be hard to identify that specific game um but somewhere around like 20 between like 2018 and 2019 that game happened and people stopped looking at me as just like another person that played in the uk as one of the better players in the uk and that's probably the one that was like the most impactful for me personally as far as losses um 
the most important lesson is to recognize that it doesn't really matter what happened. There was always something you could have done differently. Um, it's just recognizing where that something you could have done differently is. And sometimes that where you could have done differently is I could have submitted a different list. Sometimes it's I could have made a different decision on the table. Sometimes it's I should have gone to bed earlier. Um, but there's always a decision point that you made that resulted in something happening in that game that was beyond your control. Um, yeah. Because at some point you had control at some point in that game and you lost it at some point and you can lose it when you rock up to the tournament and you play, you didn't sleep enough, you didn't test your list enough. Right? That's entirely possibly a loss condition that doesn't show, that doesn't appear on the table. It doesn't show up in your win rate stats. Um, yeah, I think that's an important lesson to learn is that you can lose a game through no fault of your own except everything you did. Uh, <laughs> like, it's possible to play the perfect game and still lose. Exactly. Like I showed up and play. I showed up. So the, the one that I will use as an example of that is my uh, LGT 2020 something mm -hmm. game five. So it was uh, eighth edition. I was playing uh, Ash Loftus in the last round. Or I was playing like my at my uh, Space Marines list that was like designed to have a, a puncher chance to do ad mech. I could rip four planes out of the sky turn one, blah, 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 blah. And I went second in diagonal in course deployment and got trapped in my deployment zone and killed all the planes turn one. And it didn't matter because I didn't score any points. And do you know what? The, do you know what the failure was? It wasn't that I went second or blah, 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 because I couldn't have done anything differently on the table, right? That, that was committed, is that I didn't submit AdMech, right? If I'd submitted AdMech, mm. then I would have been fine, but I didn't, and that's my fault. Now, yep. was that a fault that I'm willing to change? No, but that's me saying, hey, that's a thing that was inside my control that I decided that I wasn't willing to change, and therefore I lost because of it, and that's fine. It's completely okay to play, to play a game like that and lose because you made a choice. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And the only thing you can really do is be comfortable with the choices. That, be comfortable with the percentage points that you're willing to leave on a table. If you're going to go out drinking the night before a tournament, you're leaving percentage points on the table. You just are. And if that's percentage points you're comfortable leaving on the table, that's fine. But just own it, right? Yeah, that's. And I think that's also a big thing is that. And this is more of a, a longer. Oh my gosh! I know. Ash is... <laughs> Congrats on the win this weekend, Ash. Well done. Hell yeah. Uh, there was the Stonehammer or Gravel GT, I think it was called. Yeah, Gra the Gravel Pit GT by Stonehammer. That's what it was. I knew it was a Stonehammer event. I just couldn't remember who. Um, all right, Man, going really on to the next question. Uh, Innis, are you going to be bringing an emotional support Von Innis Leaper model with you? No, I don't have any painted. Oh, someone needs to fix that. Someone bring a painted Von Innis uh, Ryan Leaper for him. Yeah, but if you bring uh, one, I'm taking it home with me. Like, I, yeah, I can't I'll pay for it. it. <laughs> Uh, will you take pictures of it at all the places you go to visit and eat if we do give it to you? If somebody gives me a Von Ryan sleeper to take and to have and to hold, um, then I will take it to every tournament I go to for the next two years and take a picture with it in the many exotic locations I go to. Yeah. Um, then the next question is, with this being a shark tank, um, what are your goals for the event? To win. I guess that works. I, I, why would it, I'm not coming in with any other goal? Like anything else is anything else less than that is a failure. I am comfortable with failing in this situation. I do not need to be perfect, but less than less than winning is a failure. That that's what Makes we're sense. coming to the tournament for. This is tournament. This tournament is it's going to be worth f all for ITC points because it's only 170 players. It's going to be worth it's you know the elo is cool, but elo is ephemeral. It's worth bragging rights, and that means the bragging rights are the only thing worth playing for, and that's first place. Fair. No, that all makes sense. Yeah, for me, like, my goal is best in faction foe 10, because I think that that's doable. 
uh, past that, I mean, winning my group would be amazing, but that is definitely a stretch goal for me. Um, coming out of my coming out of the event positive would be really nice. And yeah, Evader, you can't clip me when I'm being honest. That's just rude. <laughs> I will be rude indeed. Like that's fine. If I go four and four, whatever, right? It's a it's a tough tournament, but less than less than winning is a failure. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> exactly. I'll be incredibly proud of myself with a second place or a seventh place or a twelfth place. It's a really tough field, but mm -hmm. we're going for one. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, Brendan asks, any chance we get a space moon win rate deep dive with all the various attachments and chapter combinations? There's still not enough data points to run any information from. We can. Not, we're not going to do it this week. We might do it next week or the week afterwards or maybe a couple weeks later. It's we... definitely not going to be next week. Next week should be Atlanta. So, Yeah, that's true. We might not do a show next Tuesday. <laughs> I might still be in the air, so... Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, we'll do it after we've had, like, a month or two of, of marine data, so probably getting close to, like, the end of December. Um, <laughs> with Atlanta being a shark tank, we'll be visiting the world-class aquarium to wonder at the whale sharks. Oh, okay. Ethan was, talking about the leaper. He wasn't being... Ethan was talking about the leaper. He wasn't just being mean. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Cam, if I have time, get... I'll visit the aquarium. I want to visit the Coca-Cola world thing, but I don't know if I'll have time. That does sound pretty cool. But again, like finding time when I'm there is rough. Exactly. Uh, Cam asks, can we get neon green stat check dice? I crave neon green dice. We may have ordered. I know we ordered green dice. We may have ordered neon green. We ordered stat green. Check we dice. definitely got pink. I remember that. Yeah, we needed to get pink for Anthony's Emperor's Children Army. Oh, I, I just wanted pink dice. Pink's more like pink dice are my favorite. I love pink dice. Yeah. But... Oh, and by the way, anyone who's at the champs, come and find me. I've got red dragon dice that I need to get rid of. Uh, they... I mean, I'll... <laughs> Dan gave me a stack of a hundred, and I already had like a hundred, so I'll just throw them at all my opponents. Uh, Tricky Nick asks Jeremy, how do you think GW balance CSM uh, points? Probably because that tends to be the lever they pull on most frequently. Um... Make profane zeal not be a battle tactic. Uh, make Ravine Zeal not a battle tactic, make it 2 CP. I think just not a battle tactic is fine to start. I would also up the points on Forge Fiends just in general. Like, I think if you're going to hit both, hit, don't hit like all three sides of that. And then I would probably make um, Dark Obscuration 18 inches rather than 12. Ooh. Yeah, I can see that working. It gives us some counter um, play, but it, it lets it handle the like, it still makes it work. Shooting. Yeah, it still handles across board shooting, which is what it's there for, but it doesn't, but it gives it a lot more counter play, like a lot more manageable. Yeah, you don't have to get within scary close, just danger close range to exactly. shoot it. Um, yeah, I'd probably also, I don't think you should, but you could probably also stop mixed marking on rhinos. I wouldn't do that. I think that's I wouldn't either, but I think you could. Yeah. Um, all I ask is Marine Space CSM players actually mark their rhinos. So I know which one, or not the rhinos, but their force fiends, because everyone always runs an undivided and a Nurkle one. No, one of mine's green and one of mine's white, so it's... See, that, that, that is easy. But when they're both the exact same color, and I have to be pleased to remember to put the token with the Nurkle one. Anyways, that's another thing. Um, and then Autark Ben asks, how do you two feel about our vibe check pairings? I, I honestly... Liam and I were supposed to play last night, and I forgot, because I've been so frazzled over getting ready and also just still recovering from COVID, so... That's where we're at. So we're gonna think a bunch of ten tens that round. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Like we're all we might Atlanta. play. I don't know. Maybe we'll throw down in, in Atlanta, and, and that'll be the Atlanta, score. You can get the result. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's playing a different army, but who cares? Because it's still he's a not, game. Is it a different group? Uh, yeah, he's in a different group. So we meet either in worlds or in the top bracket. Exactly. 
be a great game. <laughs> all right, that is all the questions we have here. I'm going to very quickly scan through the questions from YouTube. If you have any questions that you want to get in now. I'd like um, you to be allowed on the plane. Uh, I have asthma. I'm really sorry. It's just a pain in the ass. It's flaring up a little bit at the moment. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, does Anthony's World Leaders list have a chance to like Jack's PT? Yes, because Anthony's an incredible Warhammer player. He will find the line. I also think that the matchup with the Jacks, like Jack's only got like four. Jack's list deploys four transports and three squads of scouts. He's got to get out of it at some point. And he's only really got two squads of Inceptors. Like he's got to get out of those transports. Um, and World Leaders are pretty good at candle putting them before they manage. So is, I wouldn't be true. surprised if it was a pretty tough matchup for both sides. Um... Uh, Hey, well, pleasure seeing you. Um, thank you for the kind words. Yeah, I think that's everything. If I missed anything, repost it. You have about 60 seconds. All marine players should have oath tokens. Yeah, probably. I have a little frowny face. All marine players should have oath tokens. Just... I have a little like wooden frowny face that Nassim gave me at LGT. I never failed to kill my oath target with that, with that token on. Uh, yeah, planes, like I use planes. the I use poker chips for sticky objectives for Votan, and then um, I have both my oath token or my my grudge tokens, and then I have special grudge oh, tokens for the ruthless efficiency. Ooh, I, I'm sure that he already made it. AJ, do you already make those? I know you're watching right now. Anyway, uh, I have a bunch of power shock tokens to give away. LGT is. Uh, I am going to grab some well. some of those from you, and I'm going to grab at least one of the new deep strike markers because I keep and I'm going to give someone my clear one because I lose it every game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to give you my black one because I think I gave all the black ones away at Atlanta, but I'll give you my black one and I'll get another one off of AJ. <laughs> there you go. That works. Right. I think that's all we've got. We ran 20 minutes over, but we always knew that was going to happen. That's why I said an hour because I meant I I, meant, I definitely meant 90 minutes. Um, yep. I hope everybody has had a wonderful time. If you're at a tournament this weekend, very best of luck. If you're at a tournament last weekend, congratulations on the performance. I hope it was everything you wanted. I'm probably not going to be on next week. If I win, I'll maybe try, I'll maybe try to sneak it up and try and stay up long enough to get on because uh, I think it'd be funny. Otherwise, I'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Everybody else will catch you when we get here. We may not have an episode next week. We may hand the hand the reins off to like the end of the Matrix or X and one team and be like, hey, come and do a main show episode. Come and be real boys. Um, see if they can do our job. Um, I'm willing to bet they would do a wonderful job, but it would be funny to see them do it. Otherwise, have a great time. Jeremy, any closing words? Bye-bye. Uh, For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com.